I have a very dramatic announcement. So anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Unreal. Revolution. Revolution. Uncensored. Revolution. Revolution. Unfiltered. Revolution. Revolution. Unchanged. Revolution. Revolution. Unadulterated. Revolution. Revolution. Unbelievable. CliffCentral.com. Revolution. 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 Is it? Listen, this is a few minutes past nine on a Wednesday morning. It's cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having us on. This is Untapped Talent with me, Sia Sangweni Finn. Listen, forget about all the models and the actors who are always in front of the camera. This week on Untapped Talent, uh, we'll be getting to know the guys behind the lens. So thanks once again for having us on. This is cliffcentral.com. And this week, I'll be speaking to Willem van van Heerwe. There we go. He's a filmmaker and writer, producer, and also who's a photographer so a bunch of interesting guys a lot of great it's a great show interesting guests and we're giving away a samsung galaxy s4 as well just a little later in the show so just keep your eye out on that keep locked on wechat uh that's also by the way where you can also message us our official account is cliff central and all you have to do just to send us a message is tap connect and message to show but you know why we're giving away a phone right over our WeChat official account because our one year we're turning one soon on the 1st of May and we're celebrating it by giving away half a million rands worth of smartphones um, all throughout the day really. So you can win just by listening out for the question on Cliff Central. Submit your answer on WeChat by tapping connect then competition on the menu. So if you want an upgrade or you want like a new smartphone we'll hook you up with a Samsung Galaxy S4. Yo, what is it with the Galaxy it's not a galaxy, it's a galaxy. That's it. Uh, one with Cliff Central and WeChat for the month of April. If you want more T's and C's and all the like jargon and the technical Alice, all you have to do is visit cliffcentral.com for all the terms and conditions that apply. The question will be out a little later in the show. I know some of you are specifically listening to that just for the question. Well, Listen up for my show because it's also entertaining. <laughs> if you also want to add anything, you know, you can send us a question on WeChat or also on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or at sia underscore sf. That's my personal Twitter handle. And either than that, let us get the show on a roll. This is Untapped Talent. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Started things off very, very excited to get to know this guy. He's quite a talented and a half, and he's only 21, going on to 22, basically. Willem, thank you so much for being on the show this morning. Thank you, C- and thank you, Cliff Central, for having me. It's awesome, awesome. Hey, listen, where do I even begin to describe you? Filmmaker, you like to describe yourself as a traveler slash storyteller. You're a freelance writer, director, film editor, music lover, art appreciator, talented guy. Is that enough? I think that's enough, yeah. Exactly. Let's keep it short. So listen, let's let's talk about before we go on to talk about your great things, even having at such a young age a film that's gone on to appeal to markets abroad, let's start about getting to know Willem. Where did Willem grow up? What was he like as a guy? And where did he actually get influenced in this art of filmmaking? 
Um, well, I was born in Pretoria, and yeah. shortly afterwards, I moved um, down to the Cape, where I basically grew up um, till about five, six years old. Uh-huh. And um, I had some of my best childhood memories over there, and I think it was definitely some of the the Cape. Air, the Cape, Cape Oxygen, air. <laughs> <laughs> that influenced me. Yeah. But then I moved back to Pretoria, and um, I went to school. I'm staying in in Centurion, so that's um, where I basically grew up. Yeah. And um, it was around high school that I realized um, I was I was always into I think more artistic things, especially music. I was all in, into music, and I had music lessons and played a little bit in a band in school. Yeah. Um, but I was also always interested in you know film in photography and i always played around with the um with the family video yeah. camera um and it was somewhere in high school that i um that i realized that um i want to make films this is what i want to do what was it about that what was what was it about the arts that really drew you in um i think it was just um watching films and and the impact that it had on me and realizing that i can do the same thing i can tell a story and mm-hmm make this piece of art that that can have such an influence on someone's emotion yeah and i just knew that this is what i want to do i want to tell stories and and not just tell stories but entertain people as well do you still remember some of the key influences in your life back then with the movies that you watched um it was it was the first movie that i saw that i realized this one i want to do is um i saw wes anderson's the life the life aquatic uh-huh. um and and it was so um rich and appealing to me and that's when i realized i wanted to do it and i remember also shortly afterwards watching um be kind rewind with jack black uh-huh. where they okay. made <laughs> remade all that movies and um it was it was a you know a silly concept but just the them going out and, and making all these movies. Yeah. It was really just something about it that that did, attracted me. Did you start to notice that even at a young age, you started watching a movie, not just, oh, it's great and entertaining, but you started to notice like the production value or how it's e- edited and where the lights come in. And did you start looking at it with like that director eye almost? I think so, yes. Um, that So that was one of the things that I started picking up was that I, I started to look differently at films. There was a lot of things I, um, I would be focusing on, especially um, the subtext of a film. And, yeah. I, and I remember my, my father always talking about that afterwards. And I think that um, that later on came through to me, you know, yeah. focusing on more than just the, the visual elements. But what is the story behind the story? And, yeah. and especially things, why is this movie different? The use of color, the use of a certain camera movement and, and stuff like that. I'm getting very technical so early on. <laughs> Listen, do you come from a creative family though? You mentioned your father. Yeah, not really, actually. Yeah, yeah, so. that, that, <laughs> um, that's, I think, really surprising to, to, um, to some people. Because uh-huh. even when I started with music, people ask, okay, so, um, where does the music come from? And, um, not my father or my mom uh, plays any musical uh-huh. instruments. So maybe if you, if you track it really <laughs> go Somewhere down the, the forefathers yeah, and the heritage but, and the something. Yeah. And I, was, I, I remember in, in school, um, everyone thought I'm going to end up studying something like science or really? <laughs> yeah, medicine or something like that. Cause, um, when I remember when I told them I wanted, I want to do arts or something like that. Yeah. They weren't really happy about it. And, and they almost kind of forced me to, to take, um, you know, physical science and something, math yeah. and all, all of that. And luckily I chose dramatic arts as one of my subjects. Uh-huh. And I did really well in that. And I think 
when when the report cards started <laughs> yeah <laughs> coming out they realized okay maybe there is something about him that is not really um into that that side of the world and more yeah. into the artistic world but how's the support been thus far though that's far now been, that they see yeah, yeah i think now that they see <laughs> it's been really good uh-huh. i think for all um parents it is a bit of of a nerve-wracking experience in the beginning especially in south africa where it's 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 quite you know it's not that popular um yeah to to tell your parents i'm gonna go study art it's quite an, an, a nerve-wracking thing and when i told them i'm gonna go study filmmaking it was definitely you know something yeah uh, that they were quite scared of, but I think now, as soon as they realize, um, I'm really into this and this is my passion and I'm, I'm going, I'm doing what I'm, I, I love. Uh-huh. They started, you know, really supporting me and yeah, and, and afterwards it's been really great. You know, the really interesting thing about you, Willem, is that I can see and we can all just sense the deep link you have to filmmaking. Because it's not just about sitting on the director's seat with the fancy title. And it's not just about shouting action and pressing record somewhere. It really is deeper for you. And it's more meaningful for you. You know, the mere fact that you call yourself a storyteller really does show the emphasis you place on the outcome of a project. So what does just the term storyteller mean to you? What does it encapsulate for you? Um, For me... It doesn't necessarily mean a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I think a storyteller can be um, an artist in in any kind of uh, into any kind of art. It, I think it could be an, an, a singer or a songwriter. It could be a um, a painter or whatever. It, it for me, it's about you having a story and 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 wanting to tell it to the world yeah. and implementing that story into something artistic, either it being being music, being lyrics, being being a painting, yeah. but whatever it is, um, the viewer or the audience can look at it and they can see there's something more than just paint on a canvas or more than just words with music yeah. or visual images on a screen. There's something Wh- more to it. Why is it important though to tell stories? Because I think there's a lot of things we have in us that we can't necessarily tell in words, and and. That's what's so great about art is to y- you finding a medium a medium you like, and saying the things you can't always put it into words or into sentences through through a different meaning. Yeah. And speaking to a to a broader audience via that meaning. I would just I think the blatant question is how does your mind work? <laughs> That's it. You know, do you think of an idea, then you develop that into a project, which ultimately leads into a, a short film or you know what what influences you and how do you channel all of those crazy wild thoughts into something on paper that results in a film well that's an interesting question how does my mind work yeah <laughs> i have realized that i am um my mind is is in a thousand on a thousand places at once okay and um i think i definitely have add <laughs> hey it's worked out so far. yeah because yeah. i i've just realized like yesterday i was busy typing an email and the next moment i was googling stuff and i realized i was still in the middle of the email so my mind is at a lot of places at once but um what i have realized with the ideas that come to mind is i think there's uh, there's a lot of things influencing me mm-hmm. um and this is through music or music videos or um stories i i read reading stuff or whatever and it all gets saved somewhere in my brain mm-hmm. and i've i've realized that i can't necessarily sit and think 
about an idea yeah. and then start elaborating on that idea. It literally the the idea is just one day it will come to me. Like but I think it's a it's because all that stuff that's saved into my brain yeah. and one of them suddenly um something triggers it or one of those ideas. Yeah. And then it just comes to comes to my mind and I and and the most important thing is to to really um to sit on that idea to think about it I will go and, and really think about it and I will go do research about it whatever or just start writing about it so it's it normally starts out with with a really small idea yeah but I, I immediately get excited about it so I, I realize okay this is something I should I should work on yeah and then I would go in and further explore the idea so you know, before we talk about all of the achievements, for example, you know, your film Coffee, which has received international recognition, it's been selected for, it was selected for the 2014 National Film Festival for talented um, youth in Seattle in America. Great achievement. But before that, I want to actually find out in Coffee's case, for example, were you just sitting around and the idea came? Were you just walking somewhere and you felt the need to write it down? How did that idea develop? Um, I remember with that idea, um, I, I really wanted to, I wanted to, um, to make a, make a short film and, and send it into film festivals abroad. So I had a, a clear, um, plan and I knew there was a, a cutoff date for the, for the entries. Okay. So, um, luckily I was on holiday, so I could open my mind a bit and I remember sitting outside drinking a cup of coffee okay. and it started uh, raining. Very original. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I just, I just started thinking of things that um, that I would like to tell the, uh, the stories and messages inside me that that I would like to um, get across a broader audience. Mm-hmm. And then, well, the coffee tree gets something. So it was, I knew, okay, I want to do a story about coffee. And then at that stage, I was feeling, um, I, I was really almost kind of bored with my life, as if I'm, I'm stuck. On one place, yeah. and then the other da- the other idea was because this was this was in my first year of filmmaking that I had a lot of friends that I knew that wanted to um, that was my age and just started studying something and they wanted to 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 really go into something they were passionate about something but they were yeah. kind of forced by their parents to to go study something else. Yeah. So I had all those ideas and I, then I just combined them into a story about a guy in a small town working in his father's family business of selling coffee <laughs> in yeah. front of the house and he wanting to to be a musician and not necessarily a musician but something absurd as a ukulele player exactly and, and that even something absurd like that can be it's it's a metaphor for something much bigger than that mm-hmm. that no matter what it is if you really want to do it and you practice it and you're good at it who says you're not going to make it? So, so Willem, there you are. You know, as a young person in South Africa, you're influenced by, you know, you're very in, interested in the filmmaking industry. You're influenced by a whole bunch of different people and different situations. You were in your first year at the Open Window Institute and you sit down with a cup of coffee. You have this idea. You start writing. And then fast forward just a little, little bit. You're in Seattle in America. You win in the talented youth department division. You also won, uh, for best new director and coffee was, uh, received in a second place. What do you start to do from this guy just sitting around with coffee? Here you are an award winning filmmaker on a global stage. How's that for you? I think that's when my eyes really. Um, uh, opened up and where I realized I'm busy with something much bigger here. Oh yeah. Um, I'm actually being a filmmaker now. This is, this is not about sitting back home and playing with a camera anymore. Yeah. And just to realize almost how, how globalized the world, 
um, has become. Do you yeah. think of this was an idea back home in the middle of Pretoria? Yeah. And then I filmed here um, with a bunch of friends, and now it's it's screening on the other side of the world, and it's and it's 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 actually changing s- people's lives out there. Like this is this this has got an impact on someone's. Life exactly on the other what side you of the world from the yeah. beginning. So that's when I realized, okay, um, I, I should work. I should use this momentum, and I can't stop now. Mm-hmm. And and this is what is so beautiful about this medium. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, you can you can um, film is is a is a language that everyone around the world uh, can understand. And talking about can't stopping, there you are. Uh, Coffee was screened in the 2014 San Francisco International Film Festival. In 2014 as well, you produced your second short film, Dropping In, which was selected as one of the five Sundance Short Film Challenge winners. And it was screened at the 2015 Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. Talking about can't stopping. (laughs) (laughs) You are still in your 20s, though. And then you go on in 2014, you were awarded the fifth place at the Cannes Lion uh, for your commercial for the 2014 Guinness campaign, Made of More. Does your age define you? A lot of people, you know, they are still directors wherever they are in the world, even in South Africa, who are still vying for these great achievements and accolades well into their 30s and their 40s. Some have even gone done with their careers and they haven't achieved this level of um success as you have do you look at yourself and you can sit and almost pat yourself on the back or you really do think you know what there is a talent there and just whether i'm 20 or 50 i'm still going to do it regardless um yes definitely i I think no matter what your age you can uh, that thing about you're never too late to start Uh so um some people i think they've always had to tell them but they they only discover it or only you know take that leap of faith to start doing it at a very later age Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that i realized i wanted to do this and really started going for it at a very young age is definitely a a very big advantage in my case and um and i I remind myself of that every day, but also the fact that um, I'm not the only one. The only one, because I realized, especially in, in places like America, mm-hmm. I mean, the, those kids they they started going to film school from from the age of 14. So there's always there's always going to be competition, um, and to use that to to still to still work, you know, work harder and exactly. and be better. But I definitely think um, the fact that I'm still young isn't at advantage for me and I've still got a lot to learn so um, so even though I'm really privileged that all of my work so far um, was was successful yeah um, was successful um, there's still a lot a lot of it to learn and I'm and I'm privileged that um, I'm still young enough to kind of experiment with this medium yeah because I think it's it gets more and more difficult the older you get and people are going to be more critical and it's going to be more hard. The competition is going to be a lot more stronger. So, Do you ever take all of this success to your head or your heart? Does it ever get to you? Like, come on, yeah, you're doing no, your yeah, yeah, no, definitely. BA Film Arts at the Open Window Institute. Do you ever sometimes sit in class and go, you know what, Open Window, I really like you guys. You're really doing a lot for me. But listen, I showcased at Cannes, so why am I even still here? No, I don't, I don't think I look at I look at it that way. It, it definitely it, it it gets to your head sometimes. You're realizing, wow, you've achieved something really big. You know, yeah. going to a place like Sundance. But um, the beautiful thing is when I got there, um, it is such a huge festival. I I completely underestimated it. 
and there's all of these people and all of these big time filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of that thing about the small fish in a big pond suddenly coming yeah. from, from a big fish in a small pond. And, and having that contrast coming back to South Africa and, you know, um, the other guy, one of the actors the other day, he told me, um, Someone said, "Oh, you're getting famous now." And he said, "He said, yes, um, Portsmouth Stream famous." Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think that's a that's a a really good term for it, you know. Yeah. The big the big fish in a small pond, but going over there, you're just a little fish. Yeah. But uh, that was beautiful for me, you know. The sense of, um, I, I have achieved something big, but I'm still a bit of a nothing over there. Yeah. And I should I should keep on fighting to um to get my voice heard and to get my work out there. You know, Willem, what I admire about you, and this doesn't just, you know, revolve around you as a filmmaker, but I think everyone who's going out there in the field and navigating and trying to make something of themselves can learn from you in the sense that you know what you know and you recognize you don't know what you don't know. So I know just me with my non-leveled head, I would be out there going, listen here, people, I was at Sundance, so do not talk to me anymore. But here you are really making a conscious effort to still learn some more. And that really is a big, big thing. And even at a young age to recognize that heaven only knows what your future holds for you. So great, great success awaiting you most definitely. So here you are, final year studying three official short films done and dusted. Your third, Love Psych. Yes. And now you're currently working on, is it Daniel Munro? Yes, that's, that's right. This is in pre-production. This is in pre-production, yeah. I feel like I can, can milk an exclusive out of you. Does anybody know about Daniel Munro? Actually, no, but I'm, I'm glad you're talking about this. Cause yes. I, w- I want to start building that up cause I think this is going to be a really big project that I'm really excited about. Okay. So let's yeah. talk about that. How much can we reveal for now? Um, well, as much as there is to reveal. Okay. <laughs> Is there a one-page script so far? What's, um, what's going so on? The, the script is done. Well, I've, I've got a second draft done. Uh-huh. And we're looking at a, at a, a 30-minute um, short film here. So I, I decided I want to step it up, up uh-huh. a bit. So I think of this more of a medium script because this is just under – because I think they say anything under 45 minutes, it's still a short film. Okay. But most of the short films – about 10 minutes long. Yeah. So this is, this is going to be half an hour and, and I'm, I'm, I want to make it my last short film before hopefully working on a feature length film next year. So I, I would really like to do, this is going to be, this, or this should be the short film that possible investors or producers start looking at and saying, okay, cool. Um, let's invest in this guy. Yeah. Um, for feature film. And, and I really think, I've kind of, even though I'm not there yet, I've experimented a lot with the first three, uh-huh. and I'm starting to get the sense that I'm I'm getting my 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 touch and yeah. and what I really want to do, and and getting that I think a very difficult thing for me is getting the balance between um, being an international filmmaker but, but still um, keeping a bit of South Africa in it. Yeah. Something that I think Neil Blomkamp has achieved really oh, yeah. really well in what he's doing. And I think the story that I have now is something it's it's an international story that can can speak to to anybody in the whole world. Mm-hmm. But um the characters and the places um are very um South African. Yeah. And I think it's it's something South African that hasn't really been um explored much and it's 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 beautiful characters it's beautiful parts in south africa um that people outside of south africa i think 
know nothing about. Yeah. And I, and, and I want to give them a little bit of that as well. So we're well worth, uh, starting production in August. Um, Are yes. We're on the track. Th- that's the plan. So the, the biggest problem now is, um, I've, um, I've, I've, I've got a few, a few people involved that I contacted some, some really big, big time actors out there yeah. that said they're interested in it. And I'm still waiting for final confirmation, but, I'm getting the sense that things are starting to fall in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out and I went location scouting and, and everything is confirmed so far for, um, for August, September. Um, the biggest problem now is, is, is the budget. Okay. Because as soon as you, you taking a step up, your budget is also taking a step up. And, um, so there's a lot of cost involved, but I'm, I'm really working on, on getting a nice proposal together and, and starting a, um, a crowdfunding, um, uh, crowdfunding site and, yeah. and, um, trying to get some, some funding for this film, but I'm sure, um, I'll make a plan. Yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely will. In yeah. your short career thus far, you've achieved these great things. You definitely look like the man with the plan. So on that note, let's get a few pearls of wisdom from you. What would you have to say to anyone, not just in South Africa, but young people everywhere, really, who have this mentality of, woe unto me, I can't do it, oh, I can't do it because, you know, they're just always blaming a lot of people instead of really stepping up and going out there for their dreams. What do you have to say to them? Uh, what I've realized um, is that th- there's all these opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. It's just up to you to start um, seeing them and t- and start taking them on, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have this mentality that that some people are lucky or th- you don't they, believe in they, luck. Yeah, they get no. I, I think there is a sense of luck involved, uh-huh. but the majority of the um, the I, I think it's about the opportunities are there for everyone. Exactly, it's about you know you going out and taking that opportunity, and and really. Where there's a will, there's a way. If, yeah. if you've put all your passion and dedication into something, um, you will succeed in it. And I think about uh, the 10,000 hour rule. Um, that's, that's really, that's the it's, truth. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's all the about fact. the practice so as well. If you start putting yeah. in the hours, you're going to start, um, g- reaping out of it. So, and, and, and getting success out of it. Out of it. Well, Willem, I absolutely think you're on the right path. And heck, the whole world agrees. As now can I officially call you an award-winning filmmaker. <laughs> that sounds right, right? Sounds very befitting to you. Uh, Pabashni on WeChat says, try Kickstarter, dude. Your project sounds amazing. Cool. Thanks so, a lot. So guys, all yeah. the best for you. Thanks absolutely. You know, let's speak things into existence. Where does Willem want to be in five years' time? Uh, I- well, five years is, is quite a long way down the road if I look what I do in, 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 oh, yeah. in a in, matter of And just studying for like weeks, three, yeah. four years. You've, but, you've, um, you have four films down. Yeah. The, the plan is to, um, to go to the US for, for a year, uh-huh. um, next year. Um, I'm trying to, to see if I can do an internship, uh, at, at Sundance Film Festival next year. Awesome. And then, um, I, I just want to go travel for a few months to a, a backpack trip, yeah. uh, through the US a cross-country backpacking trip and, and hopefully then start writing and working on ideas for feature-length film. And after that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see where my opportunities take me. Am I going to stay longer or um, will I move back and start working on something? Yeah, but um, definitely the next plan is, is a feature-length film. Such awesome stuff. Look at us. It's time to now like dust yourself 
off and you go out there and make things happen. If you haven't been inspired by Willem, then I have no idea what's wrong with you. Willem, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks so much. Award-winning filmmaker. He's a writer and director. Still studying at the Open Window Institute, but going on to achieve such great stuff. And this is what Untapped Talent is all about, right here on cliffcentral.com. And on that note, hey, let's, hey, let's just casually give away a phone, right? We're celebrating turning one and we're giving away half a million rands worth of smartphones. So you ready? Go on to WeChat right now. I'll give you a few seconds. You're there. Tab connect and then competition right on the menu. So here's the question. In order to upgrade or get a new smartphone as a whole, we're going to hook you up with a Samsung Galaxy S4. Today's question is, Cliff Central's birthday shares a day with which public holiday? I don't know if it's too much of a hint, but since I like you guys, I'm going to tell you. Our birthday is on the 1st of May, so which public holiday is on the 1st of May? So go on to WeChat, tap Connect, and competitions as well. Send us your answer, and I will be Oprahifying your life, giving away free stuff. This is all the fun of the job, really. This is CliffCentral.com. My name is Sia, and we're on Untapped Talent. Hi, Dave from A1 Builders in Pretoria. Yeah. It's Dan. I found your number on the internet, and I need you to build me a room, the purpose of which I cannot disclose. What? Fine. It's a sunroom. Can you start immediately? It's 4 a.m. I'm sure it's 4 a.m. somewhere, Dave, but here in SA, it's 10. You mean USA? There's more than one Pretoria out there. For the quickest and most efficient way to find what you're looking for, start your search with yellowpages.co.za or download the app. Yellow Pages. For local, reliable results. It has been locked away from the eyes of the world. Chained, never to be released. But now, it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Clef Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. T's and C's apply. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. This is Untapped Talents with me, Sia Sangweni Finn. Still continuing the discussion with very, very interesting people. My next guest, Simply Mo. He's giving me like, a, I think I'm getting many a Sutu lesson right now in studio as I try to pronounce all. Can I, can, can I tackle your full name? I think I'm good though. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Go ahead. Moiketsi. Moiketsi, yes. Moiketsi. And then the surname is Moshata. 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 Yeah. Feel like, feel very regal as I say that if they ever made like a Lion King 4. They should be like, Moshata. I don't think you'd catch it. Listen, you're a photographer. Sorry, Sorry, dude. You should be encouraging (laughs) these things. So quite a journey and a half. You know, I love the 21st century because I actually discovered you on Instagram of all places. Yeah. Your handle Um, at Morfella. Morfella, yeah. M-O-F-E-E-L-A. Before we get into that, how do you actually decide on the handle, Morfella? It's actually, um, initially I was running with my whole name uh-huh. and I figured that it's a bit too long and I didn't like the underscores because there's already other Moiketsis, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And I felt that, uh, you I can't say, unique. uh, the real more, you know, like, yeah. you know how people go with the real, this, the real, the other thing. It kind of looks so, like a weird hip hop name. Like you're trying to be a rapper. I could be. Okay. okay. I could be. Let's not take that out of the cards. <laughs> I haven't just tried. I haven't tried that part of uh, my journey. Yeah. But maybe who knows? Okay. As Keep I go. all the doors open. There. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> okay, so you started on Instagram because this is the interesting thing about you. Yeah. I don't even know if you want to be classified as a photographer, but you take great photos, but you don't own a camera. The thing is, <laughs> I, I'm not a photographer per se. I consider myself a social photographer because I take photos as I drive, as I go, because a lot of times I take walks, I run, and yeah. in between I would sort of stop and take a, a peek because of something would uh, attract me or whatever. Yeah. And I don't really, and another thing is that I don't really take pictures of people. I, I think that there's already too many photographers that take people. So you don't like accept, you know, people calling out, reaching out to you, getting paid to take pictures of them. No, no, no. You take pictures I of take what pictures personally interests of, you. Yeah, objects uh, because of how they're shaped and things like that. Yeah. Not necessarily that I would go out of my way to say, I'm a photographer, I'm here to take pictures of your wedding or whatever yeah. gig you'd have. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. but I'm still trying to wrap around the correct term then. Okay. You're not a a a normal person, and I use normal inverted commas. I don't yeah, even yeah. know what the proper definition of normal is. But you're not normal because you do have an extra ounce of creativity. The mere fact Thank that you. you're drawn to objects, you see things in a different way. You're definitely a a creative. Okay, we're agreeing on that. That I cannot help to. <laughs> Listen, by the end of this interview, I'll get a term for you. So you are a creative. I'd say not yeah. necessarily 100% a photographer, but you have an eye out for certain objects. That's true. You have That's a creative true. eye. Let's agree on that. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm finally achieved point A. Yeah, man. <laughs> so when did this creative eye start, though? I've uh, been taking photos for. Pff, uh, for the past almost 10 years now. Really? And yeah, and 99.9% of the time it's been on smartphones. And ever since I've had a smartphone, yeah. I've been taking pictures. Um, and it's always been about something. I would see something interesting and I'd see it could be chairs, but how that chair would be sort of positioned. Yeah. That would attract me to take, uh, the pictures. I mean, I have pictures on the, on my phone of, um, you know, the chairs that have wheels and stuff, yeah. like the one that I'm sitting on now. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a picture of just the wheel, not necessarily the entire chair. So it's so, very abstract almost. Yeah. Yeah. So I focus on such things, like really random things. If I really show you my phone, you'd go, you're weird. Okay. And now I feel like I need to. Where's your phone? Do you have your phone here? <laughs> I do. We um, aren't going to judge here. We just, I really want to, I now have a fat- fascination to your pictures. Right, let's see what he has. There is also a lot of uh, pictures on my phone of people because what happens is that with 10 stories, uh, mm-hmm. the other thing that I need to mention is that a lot of the pictures that I have, in fact, all of the stories that I've done now mm-hmm. with 10 stories are pictures of people that they sent me the pictures. I ask for the picture and the, the story. Yeah. I don't necessarily take the picture of the person. And soon, actually, after I started this, in fact, this is an account that you can, uh, the, uh, rather the Folder, uh-huh. uh, right there going up. You'll see there's l- really a lot of things oh, that, uh, got it. So you'll take pictures weird. of like a corner, someone's, you know, eye. Yeah. A, a sh- amply shaped tree, figures, statues. Yeah, man. I like that you have an unconventional view on things. We just see a pot plant, but from slanting up ever from so. From that pot plant. Yeah. You see things. things in a different view. Yeah. What's your draw to that? I, 
I've always been fascinated by, for me, stories or rather pictures have stories. Uh-huh. You see a picture, there's something that you see that you can sort of analyze yeah. on, on the story. And I very, I get very analytical when I look at uh, pictures. I mean, I would see the name of a uh, street behind you. You're uh-huh. taking a picture, but there's like a name or there's a taxi. That's probably sort of the doors falling off or something. I would notice such things. You really pay attention I to pay the attention finer details. To yeah. finer details when it comes to photography or pictures in general. And then so how, yeah, that's, how d- that's what I sort of do most of the time. So then this evolved to 10 stories. This is like 10 stories. 10 stories. Let's talk about that. When did you get that started? It actually started in Feb, but uh, the sort of conceptualization of that started in Jan. Mm-hmm. And um, this is after on the 31st of December. I was sitting with a friend and me and her, I think we had met... This was actually our very first meeting. Okay. We've known each other for, I think, over a year now yeah. uh, via Twitter. And we've been chatting on the century phone. century people. <laughs> we're making things happen on Instagram. <laughs> we're getting friends on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, so we exchanged numbers, I think, on Twitter. And then we started uh, talking further. And we met on the 31st. And we spoke about how we got introduced to Jobek, uh, both of us. And we shared our, our stories. Where you originally from? Um, home is Free State. There's uh-huh. a little Dorpi there called uh, Heilbronn. Dorpi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's famous for people that travel to uh, the feather into Free State, going to like your Bethlehem, Kwakwa, yeah. Fixpack and them, and other, otherwise going to Lesotho. Yeah. And so those people that travel such routes would, would know. Probably Mabal would know as well. Because yeah, Mabal is from Kwakwa, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm from there, and that's my hometown hometown with four three other siblings so there's four of us yeah and yeah so but when it came to Joburg, i got here in 2004 mm-hmm. late and my experiences or my very first experience actually which i think was the highlight which i hope we it was were a good one about, it wasn't unfortunately okay let's talk about um, it what <laughs> my very first when i moved into a flat in hillbro mm-hmm. a girl fell from the 10th floor and died Shucks. instantly. And that was my sort of welcome to Jovic. And I mean, I had not even slept one night. Had I not ran that time, I doubt I'll ever run out of Jersey. So that, that, that was, was a very unconventional um, induction. But I feel like you really not necessarily read into things, but you see an under layer. I generally see under layers of things. And so what does an experience the, like that do to you? Look, you, I think at the time, because, you know, being the first born at home, you sort of think, uh, you gotta make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't run. And being a guy also, you can't run back <laughs> home and say, yeah. I'm done with Joe. I'm done. <laughs> there are people I've had my pressure, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I just have had to, like, I think over time, it sort of went to the back of my head, but that for me remains the biggest thing uh, that I say, this is how I got to Jobek. Mm. When I got to Jobek, this is what happened. And I squatted a bit in, uh, in Vitz. Yeah. Uh, with a friend. Did you actually study at Vitz? Was there studying taking place? <laughs> got it. <laughs> I just feel like there's a deeper story into so, everything so you see, in your life. This is what led to the stories. Yeah. Um, and I feel that a lot of us have stories. A lot of us have uh, one story or the other to tell. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by those. I'm fascinated by reading stories mm. or hearing stories. So that's what led to 10 stories. And I chat to people. And fortunately, 
a lot of people that have asked, can I please have your story? And this is what I'm doing. Like, yeah, by all means, you know okay. what I mean? Um, some take longer uh, to get to me, but I do get the stories. I think so far I've only been turned out by two people, which what, is not bad. Yeah, definitely not bad. What's your fascination with stories, though? I believe that we there's just so much to learn from other people, mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't engage people enough mm-hmm. uh, for us to learn about them. Or for and and even if it's a stranger, maybe someone that you don't even know that you meet at the mall. Yeah. And I've always said that I've had some of the best conversations with uh, random people that I've probably never even met after that. Yeah. And their names I probably wouldn't even remember or didn't even ask. Yeah. You know? Um. And we are so antisocial, and I myself is is probably one because on days that I take the train. I always have my headphones in my bag and yeah. my phone, so those two things go with me. And I know that I'm very antisocial, but in the same breath, I love stories. I like looking at people and thinking, hmm, they seem very interesting. Yeah. Um, can I ask for, you know, because some people have actually asked in person um, to say, can I please feature you on the 10th story? And wow. Uh, your story is interesting. Well, at least I think that you have an interest, interesting story. What's the power of human connection? What did you have to say the power of human connection is? Because that's ultimately most why we're time. engaging in these yeah. stories and we're getting to know other people. I think most of the time we always think that uh, other people are not humans per se mm-hmm. because of uh, the kind of life that they live, that uh, maybe they have supernatural powers or something like that. Yeah. And when you get to know people, then you get to see that, oh, she actually is nice or he is, he's actually a very cool dude. Like we can hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I get fascinated by uh, just knowing people, knowing them. And I always say that I can't exactly claim that I know you if I just know that uh, this is uh, somewhere in Finn. Yeah. And that's that. Um, for me, I say I know someone because I know something beyond just their name yeah. or that I know them beyond just uh, the social interactions that we have on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, with time I'll get to meet some of the people that I featured uh, in person. And some I have told that uh, I think that you have a much uh, bigger story than what you've shared. Wow. But uh, we will embark on that uh, at a later stage. So with that said then, not just as Moiketsi Moshata, but as Mo from Atmo Fela on yeah. Instagram. How would you personally describe yourself? Very loud. I laugh a lot. Uh-huh. Like I go crazy. Uh, even if I'm standing on my own, I'm looking at my phone and there's something funny. Yeah. I'm not the kind, you know, laugh, you know, low, keep it low. Yeah. I'm the go out loud, laugh crazy. Really? Person. And in public, that is, I'm not talking about in the car. Yep, if I'm driving. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's me. Um, and I'm an easygoing guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very much to myself, uh, or at least I don't like crowds. I hang out with very small groups of people, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one on ones, twos, threes, yeah, smaller groups. Um, I've hardly been to, I've probably been to one concert since I got to Joburg. Wow, since 2004. To since 2004. One concert. One concert, and I suppose it's also how it goes with uh, their bringing as well. At home, we're never really people that were allowed to go out late yeah um and i went out for the first time when i was in metric and even then it's because my teacher had paid for me to go to the fundraising thing yeah that we're doing for metric this is you seem like a very introspective guy with a lot of reflection as well how old are you by the way 
I'm 34. See, just still have a whole life to live. Are you about to like write a book as well? What's next for you, basically? I doubt I'll write a book. <laughs> um, I read a lot. Yeah. I, I love reading. And... But what's what I'll do though uh-huh. is probably get uh, ten stories into. I'm hoping that it will go into a film. I was hoping to chat to Vel- Villem Villem, earlier. Um, uh, the guy that you had earlier. Yeah, the filmmaker. But we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping that it will sort of uh, grow into something like that uh-huh. at a later stage. But for now, I think the focus is just have fun with the stories and enjoy what's uh, happening and. Heck, listen, because even if you're taking pictures with your phone, Kim Kardashian is out there publishing a book of selfies. <laughs> So to each his own But if yeah. she can publish a book of selfies Then I'm sure you can publish a book Of substance, of Maybe people's stories Maybe I should And you know what, now that we agreed on this on air A certain 5% for Sia won't hurt Moving on <laughs> <laughs> Moving on Very swiftly, the sound works It's nothing personal, it's just business Look, someone has actually volunteered to In fact, so far I've oh. had one volunteered to actually write a story Yeah, now and you're moving past it Trying to say it wasn't no, my original idea All I'm idea. saying is, you know anyway. We could like, work out something <laughs> But on a serious note though yeah. What's your personal vision for yourself? First, I think I have um, Run my fair share of uh, the corporate world mm-hmm. So I'm at a stage now where I'm trying to explore other avenues mm. um, outside of the corporate world. Uh, the nine to five is because ah. you sell. You call yourself a temp- temporarily a corporate slave. <laughs> <laughs> that that, those are your own words, uh, yeah. not mine. Well, yeah. temporarily because um, that's not where I want to go. Um, I want to get into uh, business as well. So that's the part that I'm still sort of trying to research and things like that. Okay. I've already sort of written out some of the things that I sort of want to explore. And even the one idea, the business plan is half done. Mm-hmm. And the delay there is because there's other people that I need to still meet with uh, for more information. Because, I mean, you kind of want to get into something and you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, because the other thing is that most of us want to get into business, but we don't do enough research. So yeah. that's something that I would want to explore. And hopefully I'll also get into video part yeah. of uh, 10 stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to get it into YouTube, but I need to speak to someone uh, who is probably going to help me get 10 stories into YouTube or onto YouTube. How has the reception been like for 10 stories? Because, you know, we see the likes of um, humans of New York and, you know, they post up a picture with a story as well and had quite a good worldwide reception. South Africans particularly, how have we reacted to our own stories and our own people? And I don't think, I wouldn't say bad, uh-huh. but it's not been great. Um, but I'm appreciative of the fact that, I mean, I started somewhere and the very first story that uh, I had, I thought, that was a good reception for something that's starting that's new. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like I have a thousand followers myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say so far so good. In fact, I didn't know about uh, Humans of New York until I asked a guy that I, one of the guys that I featured in the very first uh, uh, series mm-hmm. that I did. And he said, uh, do you know of uh, Humans of New York? And I said, no, I don't. He said, Check it out. <laughs> and that's how I came about, or at least got to know about it. Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting. Um, 
but I still want to sort of pursue 10 stories and see how far it goes. Looking at, looking back at things now, what would you have to say has been the most powerful story someone has shared with you? I've had a couple of ladies that spoke about their journey into Madawut and the experiences thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, and their battles that they had to fight. Uh, I've had, uh, recently now, uh, the story that I published on Monday and the story that I published today, actually, just before I came into the show. Yeah. The guys speak about being a dad, uh, because I specifically asked them to say, what does being a dad mean to you? Um, so those are the guys that I spoke about, or rather yeah. at least those are the stories that I think for now have sort of uh, tr- got my attention. Yeah. Maybe particularly because especially for the guys, because I'm a dad or I'm a new dad. So ah, that for me, thank you, man. That for me sort of, because I don't want to be a guy that says I'll do this on my own and I got this. Uh, I want to learn from other people. Yeah. So I'm a very curious person or at least my mind is always trying to figure out things, learn things and know something. And so what do you, what do you have to say you've learned the most about South Africans and the essence of humanity, which we all have, despite wherever we come from? Despite the challenges that they've come across, okay. the humility that uh, people have. And I think through the stories, I've got to learn uh, that people are very humble. Yeah. And that for me, it, it, it really, and, and also, you know, having to ask someone that, that has a thousand plus followers to say, can I please feature you on my 10 stories? Yeah. And the people oblige. That for me is like, wow. You yeah. know, because you think sometimes, you know, on Twitter, there's, uh, Twelebs, I think. Yes, Twelebs. Yeah. Twitter so, celebs. That's so you the ask, age we you, live in. You ask such people to like, can I please feature you? Uh, and they agree. It's like, Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. So I think for me, the lessons that came with this, or from humans uh, in general, in South Africa particularly, the humility that we have about their stories or about our lives, despite is, the challenges. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Hey? You you took a simple Instagram account and you took it to new heights and it's very, very interesting. That's actually what I wanted to do when I started, uh, to say I want, or rather the beginning of the year, I said, I don't want to be just a guy that posts pictures. That's, exactly. that's boring, you know. Um, I want it to be interesting this year. And when I sat down and thought about it, I thought, oh, 10 stories. And initially, I was actually just going to run one sort of te- pack of 10, 10 ah, stories. And that's that. Yeah. But with uh, how it was received, at least uh, amongst the people that I spoke to, yeah. um, and the support that I got as well from other people, I was this is uh, worth uh, sort of at least pursuing. Yeah. Even if it's just for this year and next year we think about other things. Yeah. But uh, for this year we ride on it. Mo, you've definitely changed the way I'll now look at taking a picture of my meal and Instagramming it. So <laughs> thank you very much for that. Eh? Thanks a lot for having me, man. No, it's uh, absolutely awesome stuff. Moiketsi Moshata here, who's a foot. No, no, no. We, we're calling you, a, but a, a creative eye. There not a go. social photographer, the not just a photographer, because he doesn't even own a camera, but he's a social eye. And he's at Mofela on Twitter and Instagram. That's M-O-F-E-E-L-A. That's it. So thank you so much to you for joining me. And also Thanks Willem van, van den Heerwe, filmmaker, and, uh, writer and director. Flippin' award-winning Nochal at such a young age. So this That's is dope, awesome, man. awesome stuff. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely what Untapped Talent is all about. Thank you so much for listening in. It's been another hour done and dusted on a Wednesday. And hey, I also have to say a big, big congratulations to Visile, who is our Samsung Galaxy S4 winner. 
It's V-I-S-I-L-E. Last week I had a mis, a huge issue with mispronunciation. So this week I'm making sure that I get right. It's Visile. Or else I also Googled. It's actually an English word as well. So it's a visal. Dictionary.com says V-I-S-I-L-E is a person best stimulated by visual things. Hey. It so ties in with this week's theme on Untapped Talents. But let me wrap up. Thank you so much for being with me. Until next week, my name is Sia, and I'll see you.